There was a kindergarten class where all the children were busily uh, drawing. And, and the teacher noticed one little girl who was really um, into what she was doing. So the teacher goes to this little girl and asks her what she was working on. Confidently, this little girl said she was working on a picture of God. The teacher, surprised, told the little girl, no one really knows what God looks like. Without missing a beat, the girl paused, looked up, and said, well, they will in a minute. So the picture speaks a thousand words, but we truly cannot know people by looking at the picture. It's only when we begin to communicate, when we enter into a relationship, when we are able to express our thoughts, our feelings, our hopes and desires with the other person, that we truly get to know the other. And it is no different with God. In today's first reading from the book of Deuteronomy, Moses tells us that there is only one God. He says, the Lord is God in the heavens above and on earth below, and that there is no other. Uh, and our second reading for, for today from, uh, from the letter of St. Paul to the Romans, we understand that this one God is truly two persons. It is um, a father, God is a father, and he has a son in Jesus. And then Jesus reveals to us that it's not just two, but three. There's also a spirit. And we see that in, in the gospel where um, the apostles are given a commission. They're commissioned to go, therefore, and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. So our God is a Trinitarian God. It is something that we do, maybe knowingly, unknowingly, before we begin Mass, at the end of the Mass, the sign of the cross. Again, professing um, this um, one God, three persons. So on this uh, feast day of the Holy Trinity, we are not asked to solve the problem of how one plus one plus one becomes um, one, or it is not about the theory about the Trinity, but it's truly about entering into relationship. It's about what is called the communion that exists between the three persons. We have the words communion, of community. Um, so this is what our God is. He is a God of relations, a God of community, 
God of communion. But that's not it. I remember, um, you know, when uh, during, well, July 4th, we have the fireworks, right, on Jones Beach. And I remember just once, I think this was when we got here, probably 2015, 2016, we did make that trip to Jones Beach to watch the fireworks. We parked the car, uh, we, we, you know, we stood down, we watched all these amazing fireworks. But that is not our God. It's not like, you know, right now, Trinity is being told three, three persons. You know, we have a firework, a Father, the Son, the Holy Spirit, and that's it. And we are amazed, and then we can walk away. But that's not what it is. We are called to enter into this relationship. It's something like when I was growing up, I had my uh, cousins on my paternal side, and they lived uh, in the Middle East. So I grew up in India. And whenever we went to our grandparents' house, we always heard that you know we had our cousins, they lived in the Middle East, they, they would visit. It, it never happened that we, we you know, bumped into each other. Um, when, when our cousins came or their family came, they left a lot of, um, you know, we're talking about many years, 20, 20 plus years, they left um, DVDs, you know, of Tom and Jerry and a lot of other uh, movies that we ended up watching. So, but we had not really met them, the family, or my cousins. But things changed when they returned back to India for good. They came back because of certain conflict that was taking place in the country that they were, and the parents decided it's better for us to come back. And, and so we got to know our cousins more intimately. Whenever we used to go on summer vacation back home, we used to be with them, you know, play with our cousins. So it is different to know them from afar, but rather to share a relationship um, with them. And it's the same thing also, you know, when we, um, you know, the, the famous amusement park that is here, Six Flags, you know, um, I'd heard a lot about Six Flags for a long time, until a couple of years back, we made a trip with the youth group to Six Flags. It's very different to hear about it and to really experience it, to hear about this great roller coaster, King the Cup, and to rather to go on it. It's different. Um, so, 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 so what we are called today is, is something of this nature. And this is explained to us in the Catechism of the Catholic Church, which says, by sending his son, his only son, and the spirit of love in the fullness of time, God has revealed his innermost secret. God himself is an eternal exchange of love, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. And he has destined us to share in that exchange. So we are destined to share in it, right? That's why Jesus came, so that he could elevate our sinful nature. He could restore it and take it back and give us access to divine life. And in many senses, that is what we experience here when we come to Mass, right? We're stepping into heaven. You know, God himself is going to um, be... Um, come before us, and, you know, in the, at this altar. And, and this is what we were created for. This is why Christ came.
that we may enter into um, this, this, um, this relationship. But having said that, we know that when we hear about, we can go back to the book of Genesis, we hear about the fall. Uh, we hear about Adam and Eve, who wanted to become like God. They eat the forbidden fruit. And they come out of relationship with God. They choose their ego over relationship with God. And in many senses, we have inherited that. And we are always thinking about ourselves, living for ourselves, but not really living for the other, not really living for God. A popular columnist for New York Times uh, was commenting on the commencement speakers or speeches. You know, this is the season of graduation. And if you're graduating, you would hear a lot of speeches. Um, but he said, he, but he was kind of saying there's, there's a lot of sameness. Every, every speaker says the same thing. It's all about following your passion, living your life to the full, becoming the person you want to be, following your dreams and finding yourself. In other words, it's a philosophy of individualism. And what he was basically arguing is that if we follow this philosophy, it will lead us into spiritual boredom. Because we are going to be preoccupied with ourselves. And he ends this, this piece saying, the purpose in life is not to find yourself, but to lose yourself. And this is what Christ came to teach us. You only find yourself in losing yourself for the other. And therefore we have this tension in us. We have, we, you know, we hear about, we are made in the image and likeness of God. We are made in this image of a God who is a relation, who is a self-giving relation. Um, but at the same time, we want to be for ourselves. Um, we don't want to surrender ourselves um, to the other. So today as we celebrate the Feast of Trinity, what we're truly celebrating is God's relational life. And we are invited to pause and reflect on our most important relationships. If today, instead of that kindergarten girl, if you were asked to draw a picture of God, what would you draw? Or more importantly, if we had to draw a picture of how we relate to God and to those people God has put in our lives, how would that picture look like? 